Hey everybody, it's me, J-Caps. That's right, the one and only person that does this podcast, The World According to J-Caps. That's the title of it, everybody. And uh, thank you for deciding to listen to this podcast. You could listen to any podcast in the world, but you're here with me. All right, time to fade out in five, four... Three, two, one. That's right. Cool. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, this is uh, this is a show. And um, I'm just going to recap. This is just a, where I talk to a microphone in my room. Not in my room. In my apartment. I have two rooms in my apartment. I want you to visualize right now. Maybe I'll put on a uh, visualizing sound effect. No, I, don't, I can't think of it. Actually, no. All right, I want everyone to breathe. Let's take a deep breath in. Imagine you're near the water, okay? Just breathe breathe for a while. Just follow the waves. Cool. What, does that feel good? This is like a good thing. A lot of times... People say that when you're stressed out, just breathe, right? And then for a minute, then like you'll forget about whatever you were worried about because you're like back to normal. Um, and you know, sometimes when you breathe in, when you start breathing in and out, you forget what you were doing on the podcast you just started. Um, I was gonna tell you guys. I guess I was gonna. I was gonna tell you guys uh, what my apartment looks like, and so you could imagine it in your mind's eye. Um, but maybe that's so. Like I. There's a imagine a garage that's attached to somebody else's house. Now inside that garage, um, there's a there's like a bunch of maybe like two metal shelving units that have various camera and video equipment on it. There's like seven shelves, and then on the on the wall opposite, like on the wall on the other side of the garage, there's a, a green screen that rolls up. It's paper. It's actually three tiers of paper that roll up. One's green screen, one is gray paper, and one is white paper. And um, yeah, it's like for it's photography equipment because I used to be a photographer. And then right in front of that is a rug to absorb sound, and then uh, a bunch of lights that are that have been uh, drilled into the beams in the ceiling, and. Uh, there's a big reflector to to bounce light off of and a tripod that's set up with a camera and a TV that's hooked up to the camera so you could see what the camera is seeing. And then there's um, a rolling, a small rolling table with a computer and a Cintiq drawing tablet on it. And then there's like, and by the way, like there's wires like everywhere. There's like wires all over the place. And then there's a table, like just sort of like a wood, like one of those folding leg tables, but not like a cheap one, like a, like a, I got this one for $20 from a, from a Craigslist ad, but it's like a heavy table, um, 90 inches uh, wide and then 30 inches deep. 
And that's where and that's where the podcast is. That's where that's where we are. That's all I wanted to. I just wanted to give you that visual, just do that visualization together. And then, like on the other side of the table is a, is like a little kitchenette because it's not like a separate room. So this is one room. This is one room that I have. And then there's a little hallway that goes right into a bathroom, and then the bathroom goes right into my bedroom. And the whole thing is like 680 square feet. So. It's not very big, but uh, I just wanted to give you guys, I just wanted to do, I just wanted to do a visualization so you guys get, you guys get the picture so you can imagine, imagine along with me, imagine if you will, maybe imagine if you will, maybe I got a next for maybe for next episode, I'll put the Twilight Zone music on. Imagine if you will, an apartment where a guy is doing a podcast for some reason. He's trapped in a loop. He's trapped in a loop of behaviors that uh, he was doing during the pandemic. And now the world has changed and he is out of touch, out of touch with his own desires, pursuits, feelings. That's kind of how I feel. But um, today I joined, today I, I rejoined Planet Fitness um, and I went and did a, uh, what do you call the elliptical machine for 30 minutes and then a five minute cool down, uh, which was pretty good because I was, because I used to, I used to go there when I was a photographer, as I mentioned before, but ever since I lost my job and the pandemic happened, I have not gone to the gym. I decided, I decided to go today um, because I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but I, I tend to get a little bit, uh, on the depressed side. And um, today, as I was at my school where I teach art to uh, teenagers with uh, mental issues, um, I was getting depressed there because, you know, sometimes you forget that they, these kids have mental issues and then you take, you take it personally. Um, when actually... A lot of times it's because they have mental issues. And it's like a little bit hard. It's like a little bit like when you're you're too like you can't see the forest for the trees. You know that phrase? You can't see the forest for the trees. It means that if you're in a forest, you're surrounded by individual trees. And it's like I'm studying, I'm looking at all these these wonderful trees. I'm looking at oak trees and pine trees and tulip trees and sycamore trees and i'm seeing all these individual trees and i'm like where's the forest you're in the forest i don't know how that relates to children with mental issues but i think that the metaphor is that i was i was getting a little too close and then i was forgetting but uh i mean teaching is stressful no matter what teaching is stressful because school sucks and and that's no lie. School sort of sucks. Um, you got to be a real dork to actually like school. Um, you know, I don't know. Do you got to be a dork? Yeah. But, you know, it's okay if you're a dork about the shit that you love, you know? It's like there are two types of people that like school. There's... The type of people that like school but have no actual passion for anything. They just like to do work. And they suck. 
Um, but there's another type of person, which I feel like I kind of fit in the category of, who who want to learn something and they're driven to learn it. So they like challenging themselves with school. Um, and that's the kind of person I think I am, unfortunately. I think my life would be a lot easier if I just genuinely didn't enjoy school. Because I think school can be bad for you. I know I teach school, uh, and, it, and, it, and it could be bad for you. But like anything else, in moderation, it's okay. But too much school is bad, because then you can just get caught in a cycle of just going to school. And there's more to life than just going to school. There's going to school, but then you got to do something with what you learned. And that's the second part. And that's hard, too. Sometimes it's easier to just perpetually go to school and never do anything with any of the things that you learned. But anyway, um, back to... uh, Back to teaching, so I was so I was pissed off because, you know, listen, anybody who's a teacher will tell you that school sucks, and the reason is the kids. You know, this is like the age-old battle: teachers hate students, and students hate teachers. And will there ever be a time where the two shall? See, see past each other's differences? I don't know the answer to that question. It's possible. It's possible. That, and, it, I've, I, and I've heard it happen that there have been times when students uh, and teachers could get along and there could actually be a moment of uh, harmonic convergence. But it is not, it is um, rare. I think those are those are outliers but most of the time teachers and students have are locked in an age old battle for dominance and they are each other's mortal enemy to be sure you ever hear somebody say this phrase to be sure i don't know where i heard that phrase to be sure but i sure hate the phrase i hate i hate also to be sure Ugh. Who the fuck says to be sure? Ugh. Imagine I was say, I was saying that as before when I said to be sure, I said it as a joke. Because if you've if you're listening this far into the show, most of the stuff I say is it's just stupid bullshit that I'm saying off the top of the dome, as they say. Off the top of the dome, right? But dome also is a euphemism for getting your dick sucked, getting dome, off the top of the dome, which is ironic because if you're getting uh, a blowjob or getting your pussy licked, which I don't think is called a blowjob, but they should have a catchy phrase for it. Eating pussy is like, I think that's a good phrase for it, but it doesn't have the, there's something that, I don't know. when The phrase... The phrase blowjob is much better than the phrase eating pussy, I think. Not that one thing is any better than the other. I'm just saying the phrase blowjob sounds like cooler, I think. But maybe not. I mean, maybe that's my perspective as a male. 
Um, but in any case, um, if you were getting dome, I don't know that it would be that, and you were into it. I mean, I'm talking about like if you were getting dome, aka getting a blowjob. I would hope that the the sensations of of uh, of the blowjob t- took your mind out of analytical improvisational thought and that you were engaged in the moment right if you were like in um like like receiving the sense receiving the blowjob like receiving it right um and i hope that during the blowjob you weren't coming up with things off the dome you know what i mean so i think it's ironic that when you come up with something off the dome straight off the dome meanwhile i don't think it's i would say and this is just to all the audience members. If you're ever going to either get a blowjob or get your pussy eaten, please don't try to come up with stuff off the dome. And that moment, please just be in the moment. You know what you might want to try while you're getting the blowjob? Breathing in and breathing out. Just really getting down to the core, you know, feeling the feelings and don't try to come up with stuff off the top of the dome just get just get the top top of the top is also getting top is also aka getting dome top off the top of the dome maybe maybe we conflate maybe those two phrases overlap because pure inspiration where does it come from inspiration right inspiration feels like magic it feels like you know you you weren't even um in charge of it right it seems like they say that genius right is not a thing that someone is but some but a thing that comes to someone right uh, and now it's like comes to someone maybe in the way that someone comes right maybe the 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 spark of inspiration is actually like that getting coming right busting right busting out with a new idea right um birthing right the bir- the 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 seed of an idea right is the seed of of the of the sperm that either you bust into the person's mouth that's giving you a blowjob or you tell them and then they i don't know you you splatter come all over the place. I don't know. I don't know what you guys do. And and honestly, a lot and I'll be honest, a lot of times I I end up seeing um blowjobs on TV on on the porn on the porn channel. And um that's what happens on there. So that's like that's why I mentioned it like that. But um I feel like I got off track. You know, I feel like I was talking about something. Oh, I was talking about how school sucks. Yes. Um, school sucked for me today. And I was like, you know, um, maybe I gotta, maybe I gotta care less about my job that caring about your job is stupid. Let me tell you something. Um, I've had a lot of jobs and during almost all of my tenures at all of my jobs that I've ever had, I always had something else going on outside of the job that I felt was way more important than the job itself. Like when I was like in my 20s, I had a band. And all I gave a shit about was my band. 
I was like, when are, when am I going to go play shows with my band? Can I get out of work to playing shows with my band? Um, I got to record with my band. I got to leave early. I'm like, fuck this stupid bullshit job. I got to go do something with my band that, you know, never really turned a profit. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I cared a lot more about it than my job. Uh, and then, you know, when I was like, a, when I first got into teaching, you know, years later, I was interested in doing improv comedy in the city. Uh, not sticking around school. Actually, I did stick around school pretty late. But what I was thinking about was going to do improv comedy in New York City um, and and uh, not doing some dumb bullshit at the school I taught. Who cares about that? Um, and then after even that, even after that, and also improv really never turned a profit. I just, I enjoyed doing it. My jobs are the ones that, that actually paid the bills. But then after that, um, I had a job for like almost 10 years, nine years actually, which is almost 10. When they say almost 10, they're meaning nine or possibly eight and a half. But I worked there from 2012 to 2020, so eight or nine years, depending on if you fucking count months, like if you're a loser, that counts the months. But I'm going to say eight years because of 12 minus 20 is eight. But if you count months, maybe longer, maybe shorter, I don't know. So, and at that job, I didn't care about my job either. I cared about, instead of doing improv comedy, I cared about doing stand-up comedy and making web series and going to advanced drawing class. And those are the things that I cared about instead of my job for my whole life. But now, now that COVID happened and I didn't have a job for a long time and I made grading animals and then that shit made me crazy... Um, now I have a job, but I don't have a side project that I care more about my job with. So what I found out was that no matter what, I'm the kind of person that just gets obsessed with something. I can't help it. I think I'm just an obsessive personality. I think that I like to, um, I think I like to get, uh, something complex in front of me and try to figure it out like noodle around with it and and like become absorbed in its infinite complexity and then maybe i solve it maybe not but it it keeps me occupied and in the past uh my projects were like that like um you know but now so so i've had this job for about 7 months and throughout it i've noticed that i get a little bit uh, obsessed, like trying to do a good job, like trying to, um, trying to make a difference, trying to teach art really good to kids who have mental disturbances that prevent them from learning stuff. But I have like, think of it as a big puzzle. But today, I was getting a little bit carried away with that. I was getting a little bit taking it personally. Um, one kid 
was annoying the shit out of me. Um, not even because he did anything wrong, just because he did one little thing that annoyed me. And then I, I couldn't get it out of my head. And then um, this other kid was uh, just being an, uh, an uh, also very annoying. Uh, I think it's just that. I think it was just that I was very annoyed by kids. Uh, and then I was like driving home and I was like, this, I can't allow this shit to fester inside of me. Um, and then I was thinking about the podcast coming back here and how like every episode, it's like, whatever I say, I immediately say, I don't like what I just said. And then I'll talk a little more and then be like, I don't like what I said again. And I'm like, what's going on with me? And then I thought, you know, maybe I should uh, go on an elliptical machine for like 35 minutes and then I'll feel better. And then maybe I won't hit that wrong buzzer as much. And then I won't give a shit about these mentally disturbed kids as much. And you know what? So I went on my phone. And for a very reasonable price, I, I signed back up to Planet Fitness, which is a relatively cheap gym. And there, there's locations of them everywhere. And the one I, what, the one I signed up for... Um, also, just as a disclaimer, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Jonathan, I don't give a shit about you, your life, or anything that you're talking about, listen... Sorry, but that's the podcast you're listening to. And uh, the world according to Jacobs is very much that. The world, my world, according to me, you know? So next time, read the fucking title of the podcast if you don't like it. Okay. So I went to the gym. So I signed back up to the, for the gym and I went. And you know what? And would you know it? I actually, I actually felt better after... After I went on the treadmill and I was like, yo, fuck those stupid kids. I don't care about them. And then I was like, you know what, Caps? You got to figure, you got to, you got to get your ass in gear. What happened to you, dude? What happened to you and your uh, harebrained schemes that you spend, you spent your entire life chasing? What are you, what are you, just because there was a one, just because there was one little pandemic, now you're going to pussy out? You weren't even like that at the beginning of the pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, you were like, like, um, all engines go. What's the other phrase that's like that? All engines go, all, all ships ahoy. You were like, all ships ahoy. You were like, all chips ahoy back then. What happened to you? Um, well, we all know. We all know what happened to me. I, I really, I really, uh, I, I really, metaphorically crashed my car and literally got into a T-bone accident a whole year ago. Um, though, though my mind was already in shambles by that time, the, the car crash that happened was just a physical manifestation of what I was already feeling. Um, so, and what brings me, what brings us to... Um, Today's uh, suggestions. We have a few suggestions. Not a lot, but we have a few. And we'll also do the news because the news is also fucking stupid. If you care about the news, that probably is stupid. All right, but we have but first suggestions. Okay, 
first suggestion comes from Fuertones. Actually, his name is Fuertones, but I, I like to say Fuertones, like a band, like the Fuertones. What do you think about that, guys? Can you imagine a band named the Fuertones? Let's breathe in and out. Try to try to breathe in on the wave and then out on the wave. All right? In on the wave and then out on the wave. Right? And then I want you to visualize a record store. All right? In on the wave. I don't know. The waves aren't very even, so just breathe. But I want you to visualize a record store. And it's a record store, maybe, if you've ever been to a record store or if you've never been to a record store, I just want you to like imagine going to Spotify or going to Apple Music or going to, I don't know, YouTube, but like it's like a, a playlist of songs, right? So any of those things will do, but preferably a record store. And it has, you could go to an Urban Outfitters and they have like the, the fucking reissues of records, but they have old records that you never heard of too. And I want you to go over to the, I want in your mind's eye, to walk over. Now, first of all, when you walk into the record store, it's a big glass window and it's festooned. It's festooned with rock memorabilia and it's also festooned with, uh, when I say memorabilia, there's actually a signed guitar. There's a signed Fender Stratocaster and it's by, it's signed by Eric Clapton. So you know this record store is legit. Um, and then there's a poster. There's an old, old-timey poster. Anyway, I needed to give you something for your mind's eye, right? And if you're, and if you're thinking about Spotify, you were at a website where you were looking about, you were on Wikipedia and you were looking about old bands, but then you went to Spotify. Now, okay, Fuer Tones. You see a record called the Fuer Tones, and it's like, is it? There's a there's a guy with a a saxophone in the band. They they they're wearing they you're almost thinking this is a ska band, but it's not a ska band, but it seems like it was made in maybe 1978, possibly 1981, might maybe 1985. You can't really tell. The the dust jacket is already weathered and it, like the cardboard is showing through where the record was. The records like embedded in the in the graphic, right? And um, you're looking at it. And, and the, there's, a, there's a guy in the band who has a saxophone. They're all wearing tweed suits, but, the, but like it looks more bluesy than like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, right? And the graphics on the, and the, graphics on the album, the Fuer Tones. Um, you know what? That's probably, wait a second. Actually... <clears throat> That's where I thought of it. Tones. That's what gives it away. Because Fuer Tones sounds like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. So actually, I'm just describing the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones here. So actually, you're holding in the record store. You 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 come out of it. You you come to you you went into like um like like a dream state for a second, and then you actually you're just holding the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh, uh, what do you call it? the album? that has the song about, like, what would it be like if you got AIDS? You know that song? What would it be like if you got AIDS? Yeah! I can't believe sometimes I got AIDS, but 
but I didn't get AIDS. But imagine you got AIDS. What would that be like? Remember that song from like 1998? It was like, um, it was a very pop. It was maybe their most popular song. You know, they, in fact, it's so funny because that was like a kind of woke move for them. When you think about it, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones toiling in obscurity in the indie scene for years in the Boston scene, right? And um, when they finally got a chance to do a mainstream hit, they made a song about AIDS awareness called, and it was called, um, like, I think it was like, I bet you think you're lucky that you didn't get AIDS. Did you ever hear that song? It goes, I bet you are any fucking glad that you didn't get AIDS. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up around jazz. So when the Mighty Mighty Boss Towns came out with that guy who sang like shit, um, I knew that that wasn't actually good singing. But what he was doing is he was trying to he was trying to fool people into thinking that he had like a Teddy Pentagrass voice. You know that Teddy does every does everybody know Teddy Pentagrass at least? Teddy Pentagrams, Teddy Pentagrams, aka Pentagrass. He's like. I don't love you anymore. It's just that simple. Get the fuck away from me, you bitch. I don't love you. That's kind of Teddy Pendergrass's voice. It's a little, it's it's only slightly better. But what he plays is he plays like disco funk. And what the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones plays is like um, ska. But, not, you know, like I'm going to say that they play ska, not like old timey ska, but like 90s ska. Aren't you fucking glad you didn't get AIDS? Yeah. Yeah, I am actually glad. You know, I was... I, I never... You know, the thing about it is, I did not... Um, I don't think that I ever was afraid that I was going to get AIDS. Just full disclosure, everybody. I have only had sex with, like, two or three people in my life. So... um. You know, I was like, you know, it's like I have not had, uh, I have not had like chances to get AIDS a lot, you know? So, um, so when, th when the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones sang that song, I was like, I ain't got nothing to worry about, buddy. I don't know about you. I obviously you're in a, in a, in a famous rock band and there's all types of AIDS ridden people who you're having sex with, but not me, pal. Um, which brings me to our next suggestion, which brings me to our next suggestion, actually the first suggestion, because that whole time I was just making fun of the guy who suggested, who suggested the suggestion. So I was just talking about Fuer Tones' screen name handle and didn't even get to the, get to the suggestion, which is online dating. All right. Fuer Tones, uh, he and now we don't have to. Now we already know Fuer Tones is mighty, mighty Fuer Tones. Um, now he suggests online dating as a thing to talk about, and online dating is a thing that um, I don't 
know much about also. You see, um, I've had, I, I currently have a steady girlfriend and I've had girlfriends in the past, but all of them, I only, I only acquired through peer-to-peer um, in IRL uh, interactions, which means in-person, peer-to-peer, meaning I see you as my peer and I, I may talk to you and then try to fool you into going out with me. Uh, which, you know, I think that's how, I think that, I mean, it. listen, it's not politically correct, but I think if everyone is honest with themselves that um, getting into relationships is trying to fool the person into liking you because hopefully you have like a low opinion of yourself. I think that you should have a low opinion of yourself. I think that you should have a middling to low opinion of yourself. And then occasionally you have moments where you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not such a bad person. You know what? Wow. You know what? Maybe I, maybe I'm not so bad. I think that that is good. I don't, I don't think that you should be going around being like, I'm so fucking great. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's actually what you should be doing. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. But if I, if I would recommend, I would recommend you don't do that. And that's why getting into relationships is trying to trick someone into liking you. Um, but now, I think in the, in the, in the most recent years, um, it, has, it has come to my attention that there's actually online dating where you can um, meet people using, uh, using downloadable apps where you have, where you formulate, um, I'm kidding. I actually, I've never used them, but I do know, <laughs> guys, I know what online dating is. I'm just pretending. Again, like this show is a lot of me doing jokes, doing, I mean, jokes, I mean, jokes caps. I mean, jokes caps really, uh, listen, a lot of this show is me just talking off the dome, if you want to know what I mean. Not talking while I'm getting a blowjob. That would be a very, that would probably be a weird podcast, right? Unless I was so detached from receiving a blowjob that I could just talk to to everyone as if, like, I'm not getting a blowjob. And meanwhile, somebody is like, slurping and slobbering all over my hard dick and I'm and I and it doesn't even register with me. It might as well be like a completely removed experience because I'm doing I'm so involved in making up bullshit for my podcast that that actually it would actually be disheartening for the person who was trying to do the blowjob which I would imagine in the hopes that uh, the person receiving it would feel good. And meanwhile, the person receiving it was completely checked out and doing a podcast at the time. I would think that would be insulting. Uh, and I think that I will, I will, I shan't, I actually shan't be doing that on this episode or on any other episodes. I shan't. You, you will never catch me trying to do this podcast whilst receiving a blowjob, to be sure. 
But um, anyway, online dating though, I did one. T- I did two times try to do online dating. Um, one time in <laughs> literally one time in two thousand and four, I. In 2004, I signed up to Match.com. I don't even know if that exists anymore, but it was a website in 2004. And I signed myself up, and uh, I took a picture, and I put out a profile. I was was 24 years old. I was living at my parents' house. Um, I was a little bit lost in life. I I definitely did not have any... I definitely had... Zero. If I think I, I think in my life now I have some confidence, but at that time I had no confidence in myself, and I was also lost. It was actually, ironically, not. It was actually a time in my life similar to this time now, because um, my band was broken up, and I didn't have like a a pursuit that I was, that I was invested in. That was like, I felt was who I was. So I was just working at this restaurant and, uh, and yeah, like I was between things. I was like, I wasn't sure like what, what my, my move was. I think I had started going to school for teaching or I hadn't started doing that yet. I think I was, yeah, I think I was just working at a diner or I was working at a restaurant as a waiter. And I, I signed up to this um, match.com and I, you know, I was like, you know, sending emails to people thinking, trying to, I don't know. I was like, just trying to say something. It's very, it, it was very stupid. I mean, you would just try to say something nice to someone or something. I don't know. Try to like break the ice or something like that. Uh, I never, I never got a message back from anyone uh except i the story doesn't end there so what happened was i ended up finding on match.com a a girl a woman who i w- i knew from high school who was in my grade but who also was on there and also lived not too far away from me in in my t- in my town so I contacted her on match.com and then we actually did uh like start talking like immediately like we I think we were like uh knew each other socially enough that I think I had her email address or something like that so we started to uh to talk and m- mildly not date. We we went on a few dates, but it was um, she was like from a she was like from a, a kind of rich family. Um, she lived in this part of town which was like all these very super nice, uh, gigantic. Um, what the fuck do you call those houses? Like Dutch looking houses with like you know how some houses they have like the like a wooden a wooden brown X where it's like every part of the house has like a wooden brown X on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Listen, if you know what I'm talking about, uh, shake your iPod. Or like if you're listening to like your it on your computer, just like, 
I don't know, just give me a sign that you know what I'm talking about. Are they called Tudor houses? They might be called Tudor houses. I don't know. But they have like wooden edges, like brown. They're like they're like the wood is like yellow, but then the wooden the wooden edge is like brown and there's X's on it. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's wealthy. All you need to know is it's wealthy. Okay. So what happened was I ended up going over her house. Um, and I like want, and I was like, listen, the thing about it is, um, I think for a lot of guys, and I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I think that, that like, sure, everybody is like looking for love, right? You're looking to find the one, right? But just as much, I think you're also looking for a blowjob, maybe. That would be also cool. Looking for love will settle for a blowjob, right? Um, but that did not happen in this in this scenario. Sorry to spoil spoiler alert. There was nary a blowjob to be had in this situation. What did happen was um, I went over her house and sh- and uh, it was like we we talked a bunch, um, and then she did not have. Uh, she was not very interested in in the things that I was interested in, but I was still like, let's go out on dates. And um, we went out on some dates, and uh, basically, one time, I I just felt like I I just felt like I was I was just spending a lot of money um, on on these dinners and stuff, and uh, I wasn't necessarily having a good time, so. I did an experiment. I was like, we went into the city one time, and uh, and then we went to dinner, but I, well, not it wasn't dinner. It was just like we stopped at some place, but then um, I actually didn't have any money this time, which immediately ended the date. Uh, and then we had to. Then I. Then we had to. Then I drove her home. It was very. It was very anticlimactic. It was really a, a real kamikaze move on my part. I, when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, I, I sh- why did I go through that whole thing? Like, was I trying to prove a point or something like that? I'm going to say just in referendum, but on the, I'm going to like, I'm feeling guilty about it. I'm feeling like, like older caps wants to say to younger caps, like caps, how about just don't go on the date with her instead of, Instead of just like I know you wanted to like somehow like throw it in her face that she was like a like materialistic bitch who was like just using you to get like uh, that had no intention of like having anything but just like go- going on expensive restaurant dates. But how about just not even making the date in the first place if you knew that was going to happen? But but young cap says to to older caps, um, you know I have to ma- I have to make my mistakes. You know I have to. I have to see this thing through. Like this is this is I have to do stupid things because I'm a stupid young man. And older caps to younger caps says I totally understand that and you know what? Listen, if you didn't do those stupid things now, I wouldn't be the stupid guy right now talking back to you on this podcast that's taking place in a garage next to a green screen near a rug and a reflector and some lights nailed to the beams in the ceiling. Um you know, the whole thing would collapse upon itself. So, so yeah, so that was one of my run-ins with online dating. But that's not the only 
that's not the only other story that I had with online dating. Because years later, in the year 2010, I would also try online dating again, but this time not on Match.com, this time on a different website known as OkCupid. Now, OkCupid was different because the internet was different at that time. It was a different, it was a more bloggy, sort of like whimsical style internet. And uh, in the OkCupid, I had, I think I had a much better profile. I had a little bit more sense of myself. Maybe I had a little slight bit more confidence or playfulness. Uh, And anyway, um, I was 30 years old. And then, I did. I also sent things to people, but I never got a, never ever got a response back, until one time, some woman who was thirty nine years old, agreed to have a phone call with me. Um, but the phone call, we were talking on the phone, and then, within like six minutes, she was like, "Yeah, this is not going to work," and then. That was the end of my online dating experience, I, and I've never used I've never used Tinder, um, so I can't speak to that. But I heard that uh, it's just swiping, so that's cool. Um, so you know, it's a different it's it was a different time. I think I think that I came of age in a different time before, really before online dating, but also during online dating. You know. So, anyways, um, next suggestion is from the great King Mexico of King Mexico Podcast, who I promise we're going to have an episode with very soon. But he asks, as many of you know, as many of you know, um, last year around this time, I got into a horrible, I got T-boned. Uh, right on my car, actually. My car, as I was driving a Honda CRV, uh, 2018, uh, gray, um, all-wheel drive. Um, not the, the LX edition. So, and I was T-boned, which means the guy drove right smack dab in the middle of my car um, while I was driving it, T-boned. Uh, and then you know, a careened all over the whole goddamn road. It was a huge mess. Then I did thankfully walked out with nary a scratch on me. I, literally a miracle. I could have been paralyzed, dead, dead, paralyzed, half paralyzed, half dead, all of those things. Um, but amazingly, I was spared. Um, and I walked out I mean, now that I say it, I'm like, wow, that I'm I am pretty lucky. Now, the guy who T-boned me, he also wanted to kill me uh after like when we when I walked back to the crime scene, then he also tried to kill me. So he hated me. Um thankfully the police held him back. Um but I'm sure that had he aimed his car correctly or gotten his hands on me, I would have been a goner. But anyways, King Mexico asks, as it is the year anniversary of my horrible car accident, 
King Mexico says, after the crash, did I see life different? And I really want to tell you that I did. Because, you know, uh, in October 2021, I was pretty depressed. I think that I was really depressed from, like, pretty much... um, the end of, you know, I think that like 2021, the pandemic started to really actually affect me. When I went into the pandemic, I um, I had this groundswell of energy. I was like making grading animals. I was, uh, I was living in like the fantasy of my own creativity, which is like I said, the only thing I've ever cared about. I, I've never uh, gotten that from my job. I've always gotten that from the the belief that I'm going to invest my time into something and it will give me fulfillment. And I've always just pursued these things. And uh, when the pandemic happened, I got laid off. Well, I didn't get laid off at first. I just sort of, it's, it, it, my, my job like went from like obviously remote and then like having no work for me until it just sort of evaporated and and like my life just like was like a slow gradient into not having a job and at that time i just put all my effort into making the grading animals and then i just sort of fed that uh fed that um that energy until i burned myself out in um like I guess in the middle of 2021, uh, and then I guess it really hit me the whole, the whole enormity that my life had changed and it was never going back and whatever and, um, I don't know and so, I and you know so I was like, I just, you know I I think that like I was like hoping to escape that, you know or like trying to avoid, avoid it but um, yes yeah, so. So that so when I got the so I my my mind was so occupied with that like and also I was trying to work like I I had gotten that job that te- not the job I have now but I had gotten the other teaching job but like it wasn't they ha- didn't have enough hours for me so I was working there but it was like I was still going into debt and um you know and going to going into debt will make you crazy so all these things I was thinking about literally in my car when I got T-boned. I was like just consumed with all of my like thoughts and like, you know, self-indulgent, just everything. And then I got T-boned and almost, and literally I was like, wow, that could have been it. That could have been the end of me completely. All this stupid shit that I think about all the time. And that would have been the end of it. And it wouldn't have mattered either because it's like people get killed in car crashes every day. Like, People just get killed in all types of meaningless ways all the time, you know? And that would have been the end of my story, but luckily it wasn't. So it definitely snapped me, snapped me out of it for a little bit, but but um it's hard. I, I actually had been going to a therapist um online. I've been doing no, I was doing it like over the phone. I, I stopped, but I had been doing it throughout that time and um i don't know uh 
you know, I kept like the, I, I, I like it definitely, although, you know, it, it would be nice to say that, um, that this car crash, like changed my perspective. I still was not able to like get out from like the, the weight of the depression, whatever it is. Um, it like still, like, it's still like, I was like still, um, you know, feeling, you know, hopeless and, uh, and felt like that for a really long time. And I think like once I got the job in March, 2022, where I'm teaching now, a day job that like sort of shores up my funds and like allows me to operate, um, and have, and just have a normal life. Uh, I was a fucking mess up until then. And then I guess um, this job like keeps me so busy that um, I have nothing else to think about. Uh, but I, like I said, I do kind of get obsessed with trying to do a good job or uh, caring a little too much about uh, the students. And the thing about, remember, students and teachers are mortal enemies. And no matter how much you care, they will always... Um, disappoint you in one way or the other because that is the way of students a student's mission and job is to ultimately fail and then misinterpret the lesson until years later when they look back and think oh that's what was that's what that guy was trying to tell me um you know you may take a class and not know what the fuck was going on in it and then you know in during the summer after it's all over, be like, oh, you know something? I actually know how to do this. Um, but you know, this is this is the universal truths. This is the universal truths of teaching and students. So to answer your question, did the crash did I see life different after the crash? Kind of. Kind of. Which brings us to the very last suggestion. And that is a suggestion by East 49. East 49. It's very funny. The name East 49 reminds me of East 49th Street. East 49th Street. Um, not a memorable street in my mind, but it reminds me, East 49th Street reminds me of West 47th Street. And 48th Street and uh in on West 47th and West 48th Street there were a slew of um music stores with instruments with musical instruments um and when I was younger uh there was like a place called I think Manny's Music and there was Sam Ash there was all these stores when I was younger and in a band and I would go to those stores in the city and look at instruments and um and, and like admire instruments. And East 49, the 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 Instagram handle of the suggester uh that we are that we are getting the suggestion from at this moment reminds me of that. And on a side note, his name reminds me of something I want to tell you guys about. So uh some of you guys I I, I do mention on the show once in a while that I was in a band and I do play instruments from time to time for the joy of it. Nowadays, just for the joy of it, as a private expression, when I can remember to just 
play music and say, oh, I like this, you know? Um, but I, I've had this weird, maybe this is, maybe I'm going through a midlife crisis because I have wanted to sell my guitars that I have and see if I can buy a Rickenbacker 325C64, which is a particular short scale Rickenbacker that for whatever reason, I have this like, I just want this guitar. And I played this guitar like once in time. In fact, I probably played this guitar at Manny's Music like a zillion years ago. But there's a couple of reasons. So I have, so I have this Gretsch hollow body um, that I put a Bigsby tailpiece on, which is a Trump, which is like a whammy bar. Um, and the thing about it is that it's the guitar is like an all right guitar, and that tremolo sounds great. But the guitar is just not a great sounding guitar as it is. It's just like there's so much like mid whatever. I don't want to get into like guitar nerd bullshit, but I'm just saying this guitar isn't the greatest guitar. And um, and I also have a Fender Mustang, which is all right. It's an all right guitar. It's pretty cool, you know. It's it's one of the newer versions. It's not American version, but it stays in tune. It's all right. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I'd get rid of both of those guitars if I could have the Rickenbacker 325 C64. What? I, I, but the problem is the Rickenbacker 325 C64 is, a, is almost a $4,000 guitar. What the fuck am I... How, why would I get that? Why would I... I'm not making money like that. I'm not. It's just ridiculous. It's a totally ridiculous thing. And no one's going to give me shit for my guitars that I have right now. The 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 Gibson. I mean the uh, the Gretsch. Nobody gives a shit about that. That's a shitty guitar. Um, and the Mustang is an even shittier guitar. Um, but that 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 is my midlife crisis. And East 49, that is what your name, East 49, reminds me of. Because on this show, when we don't get a lot of suggestions, we just figure out what the person's name makes us think of, and then then we do the suggestion. So East 49's, East 49's, his name is just East 49. Um, and his suggestion is, and his suggestion, and his suggestion is Samurai. Samurai, like Samurai Swordsman. Okay, so, Samurai. Now, Samurai are known as people who live by a code. Uh, a code of ethics, or maybe not ethics, I don't know. Part of the Samurai co code, I think, is to, like, chop you evenly in half with a, with a Samurai sword. It's like a super... The most sharpest steel, the most sharpest Valerian steel that you could that that one could possess. Actually, speaking of Valerian, speaking of Valerian, the show House of the Dragon sucks dick so hard, and not even in a in a very pleasurable blowjob way. What it is, and it is the worst shit of all time. You know. It's it's the dumbest shit, and it's uh, it's unfortunate because what happened was, Game of Thrones was actually a pretty good show, and 
Game of Thrones is a pretty good show that people would shit on later on just because they were like, oh, a lot of people say this is good, so I'm going to shit on it. Um, and that was an unfortunate truth. But the thing is, when those people did that, they what they were really doing is they were shitting on the current show, House of the Dragon, which is one of the most shitty things I've ever seen in my life, and I do not know. So on Sunday nights, my girlfriend and I will watch this show. I don't know why. It fucking sucks. But we watch it because, really, it's society's job to put shit on television on Sunday nights that you can sit with a significant other and watch. And I think that if you really think about it, all relationships are, at all, is just someone that you can sit on a couch with and watch an hour-long serial drama or comedy. And that's, I think, 85% of relationships. And if you have that, you know, listen, it, it's like uh, that Billie Holiday song, um, God Bless the Child Who Has His Own. He's like, some will have, some will not. Like, it's not, it's it's the roll of the dice. Um, you know, you can try online dating. I don't know how that works. Uh, there's no guarantee that even if it, you know, like, it, you might not. Listen, it's just, so the fact that this this show, House of the Dragon, sucks so bad, um, you know, it, listen, the, the, those TV shows are the foundation and bedrock of every relationship in the world. And if there's, if the show starts sucking, then the whole facade, be, the whole illusion begins to break. You may look over at the person next to you and be like, should we even be in a relationship, you know? So, so fuck House of the Dragon for trying to destroy couples, you know? But anyway, um, co- uh, samurai, samurai, and they have swords. They do not use, by the way, samurais don't not use valerian steel. There's no such thing as that. That's dumb. That's dumb bullshit from Game of Thrones, which, um, but samurais actually use regular steel. Um, um, they have, a lot of times samurais also will wrap the handle in like a, like a tennis, like a tennis wrap sort of thing. Like if you ever look at a samurai sword on the handle will be wrapped pretty much like, you know, a tennis racket. And, um, and also they will be, when not being used to chop people in half, they will be used, they will be like resting in a, uh, in like a stand with like three other samurai swords horizontally placed. Not, you would think that samurai swords would be placed in what would be like a big, like knife rack. Like, you know, like, like a knife rack with like 18 knives in it that you use for like chopping stuff. You'd think that's how you'd store a samurai sword, just putting it in the slot. But no, actually, you got to put it on this like display case thing. And you might be like, Caps, how do you know so much about samurai shit? And it's true. But the thing about it is, I actually, I actually know a samurai. Because believe it or not, Marianne of of Mares and Caps is married to a guy who, yeah, he actually is descendant of samurais. 
he's like, you know how some people are like related to, I don't know, like a famous family or something like that. Well, this guy is related to samurais. He's like actually in, he actually legit is samurai. So he told me about all this shit. Um, but what do I think about it? What do I think about samurais and living by a code? Well, one thing is I think that in the in our modern day lives, we don't really have a code to follow. There's no path for anyone. And that's why people get into believing in stupid shit. Um, people believe in a lot of stupid shit nowadays. Uh, because even... Even the stupid shit that was supposed to guide people's lives, religion, religion is completely out now. If you're into religion nowadays, you're a dying breed because people don't care about religion. The new religion that they have is like, I don't know, like whatever is on the internet. The internet is the new religion and you can sort of, it's a grab bag of whatever you feel like believing. There's like enough stuff on there that can like, you can like cobble together some type of identity and then you're like, that's what you are. Uh, and there's a lot of different ones. You know, you could be like, like, um, like a conservative, like, uh, fuck Biden. I, I like have a bunch of flags on my car. Like the, you know, this is so meaningful to my life. Like, I don't know, like I'm on oxycodone. Like I'm fucking, I, I am, I'm in pain. Like I figured this is how, this is how I'm going to express myself. That's one way. You could be like, um, you know, the opposite. You could be like, a, like a fucking left annoying, like, uh, like I'm watching what every person I know says so that I can somehow systematically cut them out of my life and fuck their and and be an asshole like that. That's the, That's if you want to be like, if you're like more of a snob, like if you're, if your general core self values like are like I'm a snob snitch bitch. That's like pr probably more where you fit. But then there's other shit that's just like. You could just be like a like a yoga weirdo, like just be like, you know, I I'm into all types of like yoga shit and like that's how you that's the solve that you apply to the pain. And that's fine. Dude, listen. This is a very painful existence. It's a it's it's just nothing but pain and loss and suffering and sadness and momentary you know, momentary sparks of happiness and joy, but like for the most part, remember, as good as things are, like we are going to get old, break down, die. The people that we know are going to get old, break down. There's going to be tragedies. There's going to be loss. Like there, it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing that I can say that won't make that true. And it's tough. It's really sad, but it's that, but that's how it is. So, so I think that, you know, humans being the being the one animal that um that that's not just completely in the moment like you know animals let me tell you something animals they're like if they get bitten by another animal they just they're going to die you know if they're fighting they're in the moment but they really they snap back they snap back into like a zen that we humans don't understand we have to do this shit to get back there, but animals—they're—they're they're able to just do what the fuck they have to do from their instincts, and um. So, you know, listen. Uh, I would say that living by a code, like the samurais, it's a pretty good thing. 
Um, I don't know if you want to pick coat like samurai as your thing. You might want to like. There's a guy on Instagram who's like really into Stoics. He like talks about Marcus Aurelius, like he wants to suck Marcus Aurelius's dick in the nice way. Um, there's so many different little scams that you can get into, but like, remember that like it's just gonna you're just gonna try to like fucking it's just it's just like um, you know it's a it's a it's a momentary salve from the true terror that is uh, living. All right. And that's, that's what I got. And that's what I got for you guys. Thank you so much. I don't know if it was a funny one, but uh, at least I didn't hit the wrong buzzer all the time. All right. Talk to you later.